that's the final session of the uh, Mercury Music Prize podcast. Uh, we've just got two albums left to listen to. Uh, Ewan's pissed off for cocktails on the beach. And I'm here with uh, John. Uh, Emma's still here from earlier. Oh. And we've got Marianne as well. And uh, we're going to start with Marianne, who's going to talk to us about Lanterns on the Lake. So Marianne, why, why this album? Um, who are they? What's the album? Do you think it has a chance of winning? And do you like it? <laughs> Yeah, great. All great questions. So um, Lanterns on the Lake, Spook the Herd. Um, so I, I saw Lanterns on the Lake, gosh, I'm not even sure when it would have been, probably around 2012, 2013 um, at, at, at a festival. And, you know, I, I quite liked them. Um, I listened to their first album. I, I haven't sort of massively followed their career over the intervening nine years, but this is their fifth album. It's their fourth studio album. Um, and they're a five piece from Newcastle in the UK. Um, all of their albums up to now have kind of been well received, you know, critically acclaimed without ever necessarily making any big waves, I think it's fair to say. Um, but this one, for, for whatever reason, I think just kind of sparked people's imaginations a little bit and uh, yeah, kind of probably got the best reviews of of their career. Um, so it's quite dreamy, sort of swirly, um, indie, folky, pop type stuff. When I was, I was really trying to think about how would I, if I were going to try and categorise the genre that they're in, I, I would struggle to put a word to it. But um, to my ear, they have the sound of a kind of, you know, your national arcade fire, um, war on drugs, even that kind of sort of quite lush, epic guitar sounds, which is right up my street, which I really enjoy and find very listenable. Um, that's what I think is quite interesting about them, because when you when you hear them, I, to me, they don't massively sound like a British band. I think sometimes British indie certainly traditionally can be quite can sound quite small and that's not necessarily an insult because there's, there's there can be something really interesting when something's very like kind of focused in but for me they have this much more sprawling epic sound which sort of, sort of has that kind of more US feel um so it's not a very um I wouldn't describe it as a grabby album it's not an album that kind of grabs you by the throat but I find it really, really listenable, really, really kind of well done, really well thought through, like a really good example of the genre. If you like this kind of stuff, I think you'll like this album. If you don't, like it won't be the album that makes you go, hmm, let me reconsider my attitude towards lush, swirly pop, which is totally fine. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I would be really surprised if it won. Like I'd be really shocked. Not, not that I think it doesn't deserve it, but I think just as we've, you know, maybe sort of touched on before, it's doing what it does really, really well without necessarily reinventing or, or, or changing anything. Um, oh yeah, and some of the reviews have touched on like, oh, it's quite current and it kind of references climate change and phones and stuff. But it's, it's quite subtle, that, that stuff. I, I don't think it's, this is not, <laughs> I, I would not call this a, a political album or, you know, it's not at the beating heart of contemporary debate to, to my mind. Um, but, but, you know, a really nice listen nonetheless. And if that, if that sounds like a phone phrase, it's not. I really love a nice listen. Listen. A nice listen is what I need probably 75% of the time. So yeah, that's my that's my take on it. Okay, fair enough. Emma, what did you think of it? Um, well, before I'd read Marianne's intro on, on Temp Fans, um, I'd written down Florence Welsh and Mazzy Starr. Um, and I thought of both of them from time to time whilst I was listening to it. Um, I am a fan of Mazzy Starr, but for me, Hope Sandoval has something that that was just missing here. Um, I agree with Marianne, it reminded me um, more of Florence and the Machine, as she mentioned in her Temp Fans intro, um, but with less of the sort of an anthems um, that her music has, but I'm not a fan of Florence, um, so that wasn't really a good thing for me. I, I, it didn't really grab me 
I, I and, and it's funny you mentioned War on Drugs now because I, I really like War on Drugs, but I didn't get that from this album um, somehow. So maybe I need to listen again. It, it, it didn't really make an impression on me or draw me in. Um, and I think somebody mentioned Shoegaze in, in the comments as well on our 10th Fans discussion. And I loved Shoegaze, but I, I, I didn't really get that either. So, um, you know, I, I didn't hate it, but I just didn't love it either. And it, it yeah, it was just okay for me, really. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was kind of what I came away with it from, like the, that um, it was probably the least memorable album on the playlist. And I don't mean that necessarily makes it the worst album on the playlist. It's just something about it. While I'm listening to it, it's like, yeah, this is nice. And then it's gone. And, you know, I, I listened to that album probably three or four times, but I'm still struggling to actually remember what it really sounded like. <laughs> Which, you know, that doesn't sound like a winner to me, but maybe I need to spend more time with it. What do you think, Joe? Uh, well, I'm pretty much, yeah, I, I sort of agree with you that it seemed like a mood in search of a tune, you know. Uh, you know, but nearly all the way through the album, I was like, well, where's the chorus? Where's the bit you can sing along to? Um, it seemed to me to be in the tradition of those kind of, it's weird because they're a British band, but there were these American bands that, that got into shoegaze, like Beach House and people like that, um, and School of Seven Bells and whatever. And uh, so it seems to be sort of imitating those American bands, which are a bit more lush and epic, as you say. Um, and at times I thought it bordered on Enya, I have to say, you know, it, it seemed almost uh, almost the sort of music you'd hear in a spa, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I found listening to it like, you know, when you're driving into work and you realise you're at your work and you haven't paid attention the whole time, you've just automatically done it. That was kind of how I felt at the end of the album. I was just like, it finished and I went, oh, what happened? <laughs> you know? So I think it's very unlikely to win. But it's nice. It sounds nice. You know? I didn't hate it at all. Um, but, but as you said, Nick, I find it difficult to remember. Yeah, all of this suggests that we're probably talking about the winning album right now. Very, very wrong. You know, attempts to predict what the panel will choose. Well, if Will Fallis could win it, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I didn't see that coming. No. Yeah, and that wasn't a bad album, but... Not nope. bad. No, not, not detestable, but not great. Anyway. I, I just wanted to say that I would absolutely go to the hipster spa that has this on as the mood music in the background. Oh, yeah. I am, <laughs> like I am the target market for that. So I'm, I'm down with that. Any, any, yeah. any hipster spas out there that want to do that, please, please, by yeah. all means. We've got one album left to listen to. Um, it's John Tenzi's album, which is uh, Kano. Uh, tell us about it, John. Okay, so that one's uh, Hoodies All Summer by Kano. Um, and it, it kind of, Kano was an original uh, grime pioneer. So the original grime kids were genuinely, they were kids, they were 16. I mean, and, and I think there's something really nice about the fact that he was called Kane, Kane Robinson. And so they call him Kano, just like you do at school. It's a schoolboy name, it's a, it's a kid's name. Uh, and so they were 16 and they, and they set up these pirate stations and they, and they learned how to rap and MC over these instrumental tracks. Uh, and he was one of the originals. Um, so, like a lot of grime artists, unfortunately, they went through the sort of first album was really, really good. Then they went through a, a weird phase, like, you know, Dizzy Rascal's song Bonkers, that kind of music for rutting teenagers in Magaluf kind of thing. And then 
they, they, uh, he's come back to do a sort of elder statesman kind of record with us. Uh, he did Made in the Manor, which was a couple of years ago, which was about his youth, was about uh, uh, what things were like back in the day. And now this one, Hoodies All Summer, is a very political kind of concept album, a state of the nation kind of thing about what's happening with, uh, with black youth, uh, particularly in London. Um, so in some respects, the fact that he's an elder statesman, the fact that he's developing the genre, the fact that Grime is a specifically British genre, possibly the, the most recent one that we've done, that we've produced, uh, might mean that they think, oh, you know, that's, he's like the next generation. So somebody like Stormzy was kind of a bit younger. Um, who won it last year, obviously. Uh, so that might go, go against it. Uh, Skepta in 2016, Won it with Kenichi Wa, which is a proper grime album. It's really good, I recommend it. And then Stormzy won it last year, so I'd be quite yeah, surprised. Last year was uh, Dave. Was Stormzy even? Last year was Dave, sorry. Last year was Dave, and yeah. then Stormzy was the year before, right? Maybe, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that part. I think the maybe that was the whole fair this year, but I don't know. I'm not maybe sure. it was, you're right, you're right, it was Dave, sorry. Uh, but So there's been quite a lot of grime, that's all I'm saying. I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah, no, grime's always pretty well represented in the shortlist. Yeah. It is, but then it's because it's an indigenous British style. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it, it is vital and it's important and they should be recognising it. Um, but it's not always, it doesn't always live up to expectations. Anyway, I feel I've been sort of ranting a bit here. Um, it's good, I think, in terms of it's lyrically very interesting. It's quite a satisfying concept album uh, in that it talks about or, or it sort of seeks to discuss um, uh, what's going on with, with violence and things. And and the thing is, like, grime music, although the reputation has been quite violent, it's quite celebratory. It was quite fun. Mm-hmm. It was playground insults. It was suck your mum and all that stuff. Uh, because they were 16-year-olds, you know, it was it was daft. Uh, whereas now the young black kids in London uh, seem to be into this real music, which is quite nihilistic and it is very violent. And this album's almost like this guy from back in the day saying, Okay, everyone, we need to sort of uh, change how we're, how we're viewing society and be a bit more positive. Uh, so for that reason, I like it. It's a good thing, but I found it a little bit commercial sounding. It sounded like an executive had fixed it for him, you know, had kind of, uh, they've rubbed off the edges of a lot of the songs. There's a lot of piano samples uh, that can just sound quite repetitive. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. It's good. Okay, sorry. No, no, that's good. Um, anyone else got any opinions on non now? Emma? Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I, found, I found the album varied, engaging. I really liked his flow. I found it relaxing, um, but, but engaging at the same time. Um, I thought there was lots of different textures in the album. It's really heartfelt, personal. Um, I felt like out of the, uh, these four albums, he probably had the most to say. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it, was, it, it conveyed a really important message as well, but not in a, in a sort of a preachy way. It, it, doesn't, it didn't really preach. Um, I thought Teardrops and West, SYM, um, the last track, really stood out um, as rallying cries um, and were especially relevant. The final line on the album, which was, if we don't hold each other down, we will make it, I just thought was 
you know, perfect ending to the album, really. Um, I was ready to listen to it again when it came to the end. I think it is definitely one I'll come back to and um, it gets my vote. So on paper, I always really want to like grime. Like, at least the grime albums are here for the ones in the Mercury shortlist. And I don't know if, how representative they are because it seems that, like that's the tasteful BBC approved end of the genre. I don't know, it, it, it never quite as ex excites you as I want to and I listen to. It feels like it should be like big party music. I guess that most of the albums I've listened to in recent years have just had this more, yeah, more relaxed vibe. Um, and maybe it is that it's kind of, it tends to be these elder statesmen of Ryan are getting picked for the shortlist. Uh, um, but it's great that the genre's been around long enough to have elder statesmen. Marion? I, yeah, so I think that's kind of like that, you know, rallying cry, um, sort of political, like, state of the nation, this is where we are now. I kind of, yeah, I really respect and admire it because I think that that, you know, thinking like about some of the albums we've been talking about tonight, like, yeah, that's that's really missing, you know, but that, um, that, that kind of rallying cry element to it, I really appreciated it. Musically, I feel a bit lost with Grime. I mean, I was thinking about it in terms of like, it's a bit how I feel with classical music. Like I hear classical music, I'm like, oh yeah, there's violins and stuff. Um, yeah, it's nice. And that's how I feel about every piece of classical music because I don't, I don't know how to situate myself in it very well. And I feel a little bit like that with Grime. So musically, like it's, it's a bit harder to kind of, um, like I'm really glad I'm not on the Mercury Prize having to judge. Because I, I was looking at the criteria again and it is, it's like, oh, it's all about the quality of the music. But I don't know, how do you judge like Kano versus Laura Marling versus you know it's such a tricky thing to be able to do yeah. um so yeah I I could imagine it I yeah I could I think it would be a worthy winner I could imagine it winning um I'm glad I'm not having to actually make the decision in in real life so that's nice all right then well thanks you all for for turning up thank you